What is up, guys? We have a fantastic episode today where we dig a little bit deeper in one of the most controversial topics in our nation, the topic of abortion. We have some special guests from Compass Care, um, and so we're going to just dive in and look at the nitty-gritty of this conversation. It's going to be amazing. Let's dive in. Our goal in this podcast is to know Jesus better and by the power of his spirit, do better so together we can be a little better. Well, what is up and welcome to A Little Better. This is our 66th episode and it's going to be a special one. In fact, we have some special guests with us, um, some people from our partner, uh, Compass Care. And so, uh, guys, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell me a little bit about the position that you have, what you do, how long you've been doing it. Sure. Well, my name is Kathy Maurer, and I'm from, uh, I actually live in Warsaw, New York. Uh, I have five kids. I am the VP of Patient Services at Compass Care, and I've been serving with Compass Care for the last 14 years. That's awesome. And I'm Matt Soans. Um, I've been attending here at Northridge for 18 years, and I've been at Compass Care for 11 years. I'm now the Chief Operations Officer. And the reason why these guys are here is this Sunday we talked about the value that God places really on all life and how that ties with the topic of abortion. And so you guys work at a pregnancy center. It's called Compass Care. Tell me a little bit about what you guys do from day to day, your mission, why you exist. Yeah, Compass Care's mission, uh, Compass Care is a Christ-centered agency dedicated to empowering men and women to erase the need for abortion by transforming fear into confidence. There's a lot packed into that statement, but I love that it begins exactly where you began in your sermon, which is, this has got to be about Jesus. This yeah. has got to be about what God's word says. Mm. Um, and that's, that's how Compass Care starts. Um, and you know, our, the, the key in our mission statement is erasing the need for abortion. Um, because uh, it's a, women feel that they have to have an abortion. It's mm. a felt need. Uh, and usually driven by fear. And so we're, Compass Care exists to transform that fear into confidence to help women make, uh, feel free to say no to abortion mm. rather than trapped into having an abortion. So talk to me a little bit about, let's, let's start at the beginning of the journey with what you guys deal with pretty much every day. I think in this, in this journey and on this topic, many people who disagree with abortion don't really understand why women would have an abortion. And what it does is it causes, uh, it's hard for people to empathize, right? They, they, they wonder how could anybody do this? And so I would love for you guys to give insight into what you're seeing and you know, why would a woman, why, why would this be a difficult decision for somebody? That's such a great question. So one of our core values is dignity, and so our, our nurses are, are especially equipped and positioned to express um, really pro-life values to the, to the woman who's sitting in front of her and give her dignity by empathizing with her, mm -hmm. by putting herself in her shoes, so to speak, or getting in the boat with her and sitting with her in a minute rather than saying you shouldn't or you should. It's all about what's, what is she actually experiencing? What is she actually feeling? Um, and as Matt just said, there's a, there's a place of fear and there's a conflict internally that she may not have even, um, she hasn't even understood that's what's going on. Mm. So one of the primary pressures that a woman feels um, is really the external 
rhetoric that goes on here. So she feels like I can or I can't do this. Mm. Um, and so that's kind of driving some of her decision. The lack of support is a huge mm. issue. But the tension she feels inside for most of our patients, in fact, I just had one uh, last week where this was at the expression, I'm not in a position for whatever reason, financially, relationally, whatever, to have add a child to my future now. And it's either going to be my life as I idealized it, as I imagined it, or now I've got to adjust it and add this other element. And it, I just don't have room in my brain mm. for how that would look. And we call that tension my life versus the baby's life. Mm. So something is going to be lost um, and for those who are who are considering abortion, they're considering losing the. They'll they'll admit that it's a baby. They don't have a problem with that. They're not calling it a blob of cells. They just are saying there are two things at war, at conflict, and right now socially acceptable is choose your own way, mm -hmm. choose your ideal. That's the most common. There are a couple other tensions that that are at play. One is bad life versus the baby's life, which means if I have this child. Um, I'm already on welfare. I'm already unemployed. I already have five kids. I, you know, live in the basement of my grandmother's house or whatever. And certainly I've had uh, women who have expressed that I cannot, in good conscience, bring a child into this world in the situation it is. Uh, and then the, the, the other and probably the most powerful of the tensions is shame. Mm. She just, she feels ashamed, not really that she got pregnant, um, uh, in an, in an um, you know, maybe out of wedlock, not, not for that reason, but rather that, you know, you're supposed to be a strong, empowered woman and you let yourself get pregnant. You're supposed to be finishing school. You're supposed to be starting your career. And so there's actually an element of shame around it or fear of disappointing a significant person like a mom or a dad. And, and so it's easier to back up and just hide in, uh, in her own personal kind of guilt rather than to face the power of shame uh, and, and be exposed uh, in that, you know, what happened, that crisis in her life. Mm -hmm. She fears she won't have support. Yeah. So with that, as you, as you guys meet women who are dealing with any one of those things, I love this taking fear and turning it into confidence. Mm -hmm. So what does that process look like? How do you give women that confidence? What are some of the things that you guys are doing, Compass Care is doing, that really is taking that fear and turning it into confidence? So when uh, a nurse engages with her, well, let me, let me start here. She really finds us, you know, on the internet one way or the other, schedules, often schedules. The, the woman I'm talking to, the patient I saw last week, she uh, found us online and she was able to very easily schedule her appointment. She connects with a scheduler who is able to confirm and set expectation for work, her experience. She comes into the waiting area, our reception area, and it is... Um, it just looks beautiful. It means to communicate you're valuable and you're dignified. We honor you. Yeah. And that helps her feel safer. Yeah. It helps her calm down. It helps her feel um, supported. Mm. Um, we bring her in uh, as a nurse, bring her in, have her sit in the exam room. And our initial approach is twofold. One is pro confident professionalism. We are medical professionals who are able to address your medical issue right now relative to your reproductive health. Mm. And she will increase her trust and confidence 
in that medical professional for that reason. But what is honestly probably more powerful is the other branch or the other leg of this, which is empathetic understanding. So the nurses will get curious and ask her to, it draws her out to feel safe and have a a relational connection with this nurse. Mm -hmm. Um, And that those two things will help the patient trust and begin to open up and be a little more vulnerable, which is very, very important um, because we believe internally um, she really wants to continue. She doesn't want to have an abortion. I've never met a patient who wants to have an abortion, ever. Not not one-on-one. When we're in a room together, if I ask them, they'll say, well, like, the, like the woman from last week, it's not, like I, it's not like I want to have an abortion. It's not like when I was five, I aspired someday I'm going to have an abortion. It's not a, It's still not a desirable thing. Um, and so that's, that is the beginning of her beginning to consider or to reframe her future. She begins to find the possibility. She feels safe enough to think outside of what she understood was her only option. Mm-hmm. And she's able to expand it because she feels safe with this person who's a professional. Mm-hmm. So last week, this particular woman, she... That's exactly what happens. She, we, we, we proceed with an ultrasound because that helps give her some very important information about her pregnancy. And she got off that table and she said, I feel relieved. I feel now like I have the power to do what I didn't think I could do before. I have the confidence to have this baby. It's amazing what confidence does. Yes. Right? And how it changes our demeanor and mm-hmm. our trajectory of life. Okay, let's switch gears a little bit. Um, when it comes to the topic of abortion, um, churches, I, I, you guys partner with a lot of churches, a lot of uh, Christians. What is, what is the gap there, right? I, I think there's a lot of Christians who, I think many, many, many Christians don't want to see abortion happen, right? Even Compass Care, erasing the need for abortion. And so what are, what are things that you would like Christians to do or to know or to understand in this topic, or how can we fill that gap? How can we support Compass Care to erase the need for abortion? Mm-hmm. I, I think um, the way that you, you ended your sermon with a call to prayer, mm-hmm. that's the first thing yeah. that we want everybody to do is to pray. Um, and you can pray uh, in general about abortion in our state, our state website has vital statistics if, you, if you're a numbers guy. Um, but, you know, to your point, 110,000 abortions a couple years ago in New York State, yeah. leading the nation. Um, New York was the first place in the United States that abortion was legalized back in 1970, before Roe v. Wade. Um, and uh, first uh, independent abortion clinic opened uh, just, just in the upstate New York area mm-hmm. in Syracuse. Um, so there's a long history of abortion here, um, and it really is a spiritual battle. Um, and as Christians, we need to be engaged in calling on God to, um, to fight for his children. Yeah. Um, both the, the women who feel abandoned and uh, without hope, and their, their preborn boys and girls. But um, you can pray specifically for Compass Care, too. We do a weekly prayer net email mm. where we get stories from the exam room. Here's what's going on right now. Here's a woman you can pray for. Mm, that's um, awesome. and, and with some information about which nurses are serving where, so you can pray specifically for the nurses. Uh, if you'd like to sign up for that, I'm sure we can get the link in the show notes. Mm. Yep. Um, 
so, but, but prayer is number one, and, and serve and give. Pray, serve, give. Um, there's lots of opportunities to get involved. If, if you want to have an impact personally on this issue in your community, um, you can get involved in Compass Care. Um, I think Kathy has some ways to get involved with patients, actually. Yeah, that, that would be great. We have particularly a program called Mother Care that, that really is, um, uh, a, Northridge has this program as well, but there are a small group of women who are willing to mentor, walk alongside mm. patients who are willing for that. Often, uh, and in, in most appointments, we share, are able to share the gospel and invite her into a relationship mm. with Jesus and having a mentor walk along or disciple her uh, is key to seeing a, a life really, truly transformed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we have that and invite, you know, women who are willing for that kind of a relationship with a patient. And then we also, just recently, we are trying to gather a pool of what we call practice patients for uh, nurses who are practicing um, telehealth for for women, and so it's an easy uh, way to really serve and help our mm. train our nurses by just simply calling or or launching a secure video like a Zoom video, and then and then the the nurse just simply goes through the process, and the practice patient doesn't have to be an actress, just somebody who's willing to kind of pretend to be yeah. a patient yeah. will help hone the skills mm. of our providers. Mm-hmm. Those are amazing ways, and I think <clears throat> what's important for all of us is abortion can feel like such a huge problem. And many people are like, who am I? And what am I, what am I going to do? Right. Can I really make a difference? But the truth is, is we have a responsibility mm-hmm. as Christians to make a difference. We, we can't sit on the sidelines and use the excuse. It's too big. And what can I do? You can do something. And so I would love to hear, um, just some, how, how it's working, right? How, yeah. The success you're seeing and how I love reading just some of the emails that you come and just the stories and, and seeing a perspective, seeing a woman gain confidence to have her child. And so tell us a little bit about how you're seeing God working in women's life and how he is slowly beginning to change some of those statistics. Yeah. Um, it's, it's been really uh, exciting to for for me over the last eleven years to to watch the way that God has uh, allowed Compass Terra to grow and expand mm-hmm. and have more impact. Um, we're we're at a point now where we can see the impact of Compass Care on the vital statistics that the state releases uh, in Rochester. So um, you know, there's over a, a period of eight years or so. Um, there's, there was a 50% drop in abortions mm. in Rochester. Wow. And at least half of that is due to Compass Care's That's efforts, so which is awesome. just a really amazing thing mm. to see. But just just looking, I mean, we're just starting uh, 2023. So looking back at last year, um, there were 441 women who chose to continue their pregnancies <laughs> who were otherwise uh, in vulnerable to have an abortion, That's awesome. um, which is just, it's, it's a really big number. Um, and it's really, it's, it's exciting for mm. us to, to be a part of that. And, and not only that, but, um, you know, like Kathy said, we share the gospel with every patient who will let us. And, um, Comiscare was able to, to see 234 women surrender their Ooh, lives to on. Jesus Christ That'll give in you 2022. Yeah. And it's beautiful. And, it, um, 
you know, sometimes I look at those big numbers, especially around evangelism, and I'm like, is that real? Like, is that really happening? But it is. I mean, we're, yeah. we're really <laughs> intentional about how we present the gospel. And, and the, the question is, do you want to surrender control of your life to Jesus yeah. right now? Yep. And they say yes. <laughs> 234 of them last year. Wow. So it's, so uh, it's really exciting to be a part of not only saving preborn lives and rescuing women from the tragedy of abortion, but also <clears throat> giving them an opportunity to meet their creator. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So many of these women are in truly impossible situations. Mm. They are, it's, it's not a small crisis that they're in. Yeah. Uh, and every one of them unique. Uh, so it's, it really is uh, our, our privilege and our responsibility mm. to give them access, you know, to introduce them to their creator, who is then able to empower them to do the thing they didn't think they could do in the first place. Mm. And so our nurses are truly captivated by the gospel. And so when we share that, uh, for instance, again, this patient that I had uh, last week, she's, it was an easy segue into sharing the gospel. Yeah. Uh, we always say, after we share the, we're, share the simple gospel, we're separate. Jesus came, died, brought reconciliation, the opportunity for reconciliation with their creator. Does that make sense? Yes. Have you ever heard that before? No. This woman said no, and most of our patients say no. I've never mm. heard that before. And I'll say, well, that's just the gospel according to what the Bible says. And I believe that God has called you here at this time and me here to share that with you. But he's called you into relationship yeah. with him if you're willing. Are you willing to surrender control to Jesus right now? Mm. And she said, well, I think I better. I think it's time. <laughs> And uh, I said, are you willing to pray about that? She said, yeah, absolutely. And most women, you know, about, you know, 200 and over 200, it's about about a third of our patients are like, yeah, Mm. I need to do that right now. Mm. Uh, And then they and then they pray and they, you know, in tears, they're like, wow, I didn't expect this today. (laughs) (laughs) That's so awesome. It is. It is awesome. (laughs) And the beautiful thing is how God takes tragedy in our life Mm -hmm. and turns it into triumph. Right. (laughs) Because. What I love about Compass Care is not only are you erasing abortion, you're making disciples, right? Yeah. You're providing for our greatest need, right? Yeah. Because, hey, we can give women confidence to not have an abortion. Ultimately, what they truly need is Christ. That's right. And That's I right. love that God is using you to offer the solution to all of our greatest needs, which is overcoming mm-hmm. our sin through Jesus That's Christ. Right. Man, that's beautiful. And that's awesome. And that. If that doesn't fire you up, I don't know what will. <laughs> yeah. 200 and what, 21? 234. Or 34, even better, right? That's, that'll butter my biscuits all day long, right? <laughs> I don't pardon the expression, but I'm, I'm, I'm fired up. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And so as we wind down, what is, you know, when you think about people listening, Christians listening, people interested in this topic, what is the one thing about abortion, the circumstances of it, that you want our audience to know? Um, <clears throat> you know, I, abortion is, is really uh, a tragic choice, but to most of our patients, if not all of them, it doesn't feel like a choice. Mm. And I, I know uh, we've said that in so many words already, but um, <clears throat> it's even... Even as you know, we hire staff over the years, and as we bring new nurses on, there's this <clears throat> there's this hurdle that we all have to go through of overcoming our judgment of these yeah. women sitting in front of us who are 
you know, this woman is considering or on a path to kill her own child, mm. right? Um, and how does she get there? Yeah. Uh, not because she wants to, right? right? Um, and so uh, even though many of them view it as death, this is, they, they know they're killing their baby. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, the, the lie um, in our culture that this is, it's not human, uh, you know, there's, it's just clump of tissues. Women don't believe that. We've yeah. had ultrasound for 40 or 50 years now. Um, everybody knows when there's, they see the baby on the screen, that's a baby. Yeah. Um, but it, there's, a, there's competing value. Mm. Now, it's not just, is this life valuable? It, now it's whose life is more valuable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and so for so many of our patients, they feel like they've been so devalued themselves they don't feel like they have any value at all. Yeah. So um, they've been treated so poorly, uh, so undignified, mm. that it's not a, a leap for them to devalue their child yeah. either. Yep. Um, Amen. Yeah, I, I, just speaking to something you said earlier, like the, the problem is so big. If, if I had also something to share with the church in particular, is that... If I were to only look at abortion as this huge problem, I would also be, I just would faint, uh, you know, like uh, it's too much yeah. and I'll find something else to do, you know. Yeah. But when I'm in a room one-on-one, mm. that's, that's, that's where the power of Jesus comes and intersects with an actual individual and not all of the headlines and all the rhetoric out there. It's about, it's about people. Yeah. And he's... The Lord is very pro-life, and so when you're there, you feel that love for her, mm. and whether she's, you know, facing an unplanned pregnancy or just somebody on the street who's just struggling, we are, as his children, empowered to see change one at a time often. Mm. I mean, we, we can have broader impact, but so much of the power of God is transacted in this one-on-one relationship if we would just take time to, mm. to see and, and relate and, and love another person. Yeah. Um, that's, that would be a, a powerful message I would love, mm. to, I would love to, the church to just embrace and say, I can, I can make an impact with, with one person today. Yeah. yeah, that's so good. And I love the idea of value, right? When we know our value in Christ, it enables us to show that value to others yes. and how much that value changes people's perspective and choices. Amen. Um, all right, last thing, and then we'll wind down. If you could challenge the church in one way, what would you say to the church, to Christians? Hmm. Uh, I, I loved your point, Drew, and I think you said it uh, in, in two different ways, which is, you know, let your your actions be louder than your voice, and let your voice be quieter than your actions. Um, you know, there's, there's so much rhetoric, and we, you know, we've experienced it over the, the yeah. last year as Compass Care, right? Yep. We, our office in Buffalo was firebombed, yep. and we've mm. had uh, political attacks, and we've been censored by big tech, and you know, it's been really challenging for Compass Care, but we've seen over and over again, uh, Genesis 50-20, right? What, what was intended for evil, God right. used it for good to yes. save many lives. And, um, and so, you know, here in New York, it can be really, it's a challenging environment to be pro-life um, publicly. Yeah. Um, but I, I'd say take courage, church, yeah. to, to not only talk 
in a pro-life way, but act in a pro-life way. Mm. Um, dignify everyone you meet Amen. because they are made in the image of yes. God, just like you. That's yep. right. Right. And so we've got to treat each other with dignity and respect. And we've got to use self-control when it comes to how we speak to other people. Yes. Um, yeah. And so uh, I think that's my challenge. Um, yep. Pray, like you said, pray. Yep. Um, if you want to serve and get involved in Compass Care, great. If you want to give, it takes $570 for Compass Care to serve one patient. Mm. That's $47.50 a month. Mm. Um, and we serve them for a whole year from, you know, the beginning of their contact with us through a, a year of follow-up. Mm. Um, so if you want to give $570, one patient. Um, but I, I think my biggest challenge is, is the same as yours. Mm. Let, your, let your actions be louder than your words. Mm. That's great. I, uh, I just would echo exactly <laughs> what Matt said and be mindful that you're not going to win the arguments by being oppositional, yep. but by listening, being curious, asking mm. questions and, and hearing people really mm. being present with people and listening yeah. to them. Um, mm. So well said. And well, I, I think for, for, Sorry, I'm no. just interrupting you again. But that's what um, the podcast is about. <laughs> I, I think, you know, that's that's really our perspective at Compass Care with women in the room. It's not like we're going to um, somehow manipulate or, or convince her not to have an abortion, right? That's, that's not right. how it works. Uh, if, we're, if we're trying to save the baby, the mother's the one making that decision. That's right. We're not the one making the decision, yep. right. right? And so, like Kathy said, we've got to get in the boat with her. She's yes. got to feel like we're on her team. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, our, the, the hurting and vulnerable women who are in positions who feel like abortion is their only choice, Christians, let's help them feel like we're on their team. Yes. Yes. That's so well said. And I want to say something to you guys. Thank you. Thank you for all the hard and successful days. Thank you for being in the middle of this, you know, topic and loving people right where they are. Thank you for all that you've done in an incredibly hard year. And I want you to know when you guys have bad days, we are fighting with you through mm. prayer, through support, financially, through just getting in the game with you. And our prayer is that that continues to grow. And so thank you for all that you guys do. And uh, to our audience, thank you for listening. I hope this was helpful. And like they said, let's let our actions be louder than our words. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>